Welcome to Good Looking Out, episode 40, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. So, Santos, we're at the big 4-0 here. Yeah, man. I hope... Yeah, I wonder if that means everything's going to start to suck now. <laughs> now, fucking moving forward. Well, even if that's the case, I, I got you a little something. You did? Yeah. Well, I got us, I got us each something to sort of celebrate in the spirit of the podcast here. Let me see. What did you get? Dude. <laughs> no. Yeah. <laughs> These are killer. So for those that uh, obviously you guys can't see this, I got us both oh. um, black T-shirts with the red Japanese sun and in the, in the sun are seven samurai swords. Dude. <laughs> very cool. Thank you very much. Yeah. Nice. Well, that is, yeah, that's fucking very cool. Yeah, I figured, you know, it's about time to reward ourselves for yeah. getting together and shooting the shit, setting fools straight. Fucking thanks for the thought, man. Yeah. That's really cool. And for the faithful listeners out there, if you too would like to get an amazing looking t-shirt, all you need to do is go into iTunes, right click on the podcast, go select go to... Uh, this podcast in the iTunes store. Give us a rating. Give us a review. As soon as we get to 20 reviews, we're going to make an amazing Good Looking Out t-shirt and send it free to everyone who submitted a rating. So we're currently at six. We only have 14 more to go to get that 20 to get awesome looking t-shirts for everyone. All you need to do is go in there. If you take a minute and tell us where you're listening from, Give us a comment. That's that's definitely a bonus. If you just want to rate it, all it takes is one click, people. Oh, yeah, one do it. One click, and you're on your way to an awesome, good-looking-out T-shirt. Yeah, you chumps are out there. And this thing will look fucking good, too. It'll be nice. Yeah, It'll get you laid. We're going to get a top-tier designer. This thing, yeah. One of our colleagues to design this thing. So It'll get you laid. I'll, I'll, put, I'll, I'll make the call now. <laughs> even, if it, even if it's Santos. <laughs> even if it's me. Yeah, even if it's me. Yep. <clears throat> so, man, what, you, um, what are you cooking? Um, did you notice the hole in the street when you pulled up? Oh, dude, I was going to ask you. Are you still fucking having gas problems around here? That's from, they finally fucking figured out the gas leak. It's been like fucking so, three months. Out in front of our house for the like oh literally months, you could smell natural gas. And we called the gas company to come out and investigate this leak two times. They came out, they went top to bottom in our house, checked all checked the furnace, checked the fucking meter, did all this stuff, checked everything, checked all around the street, checked all around the house, nothing. Finally, Kept smelling it. Called them what out the again. Fuck? Like you just smelling it in the same, house. Same drill. They they came out and we're like, you already checked the whole house. Like, don't feel the need to fucking check our whole house again. No, we didn't smell it in the house at all. Just out on the street by the curb. Jesus and Christ! So finally, what this happened shit's was, real. I mean, do you remember what happened down like in San in San Leandro or whatever? Yeah, or like there was a giant explosion. PG- yeah, I mean yeah. that shit's fucking real. Yeah, exactly. It's dangerous. It's not. Yeah, it's no joke. So what happened was. Uh, it used to, when it first started, you would, I had only smell it really strongly when I went out in the morning after a month and a half, I got to the point where you just smelled it all the time. So it was like, <laughs> so obviously, getting obviously getting worse. So we finally called them. We're like, look, you need to come out. Like this has gotten worse. Like you need to come out and check this out. Motherfuckers. So is the dude comes out up. and I was like, 
what is going to happen? Like, is this just going to be another thing where the dude and granted they were nice. It wasn't like when you go to the garage and, or the, the car dealership and you're like, my car is like when it shifts into second, the first time I pull out in my GTI, like it stalls or whatever. And they're like, yeah, right. The, and they're assholes too. These guys were not assholes about it. They were just like, I can't find this thing. I can't find it. Like it doesn't show up on, on the meter or whatever. So they come out again, and I'm like, oh, fuck, this is going to be another thing where they come out, and they're like, because Nicole met them out of the street and was like, can you smell the gas right here? Like, I smell the gas. And the guy was like, I don't really smell it. And I was like, oh, God, here we, here we go again. <laughs> but, like, 10 minutes after they got here, uh, I see this guy on the phone. He's, like, shoving this fucking stick into our yard, and, like, another truck pulls up with a backhoe on it. And I'm like, oh, Oh. Shit is about to get real. Wow. And uh, then another truck pulls up with a bunch of shovels, and they're like, yes, we found the gas leak. The bummer is it's like, run. it's the pipe running from your house, but it's out in the middle of the street, so we have to dig through the concrete and like figure out how bad it is and like where it's at. So they jackhammered. This was at 1030 at night, by the way. Our neighbors were loving this. <laughs> they jackhammered. 1030 at night? 1030 at night, yeah. Because Nicole was like, they, they have this thing where – if they if you call in a gas leak and they show up at your house and you're not there, they can break your door we'll kick down. Kick the door down. They can legally yeah. break your door down. Right. And like it's one of those things, you know, like when you call Comcast and you're like, I've been having I call before I've been having this problem and no one ever records the shit. It's like the same thing. So no one has like ever recorded like this is the third time this these people called. We've already checked the house. So we were like, they're just gonna fucking kick our door in. Neither of us can be here on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever. So like let's just call Don't them call and have them come right now. Yeah. So we did it. And so they ended up jackhammering the street at like 1030 at night, fucking pissing <laughs> off all the neighbors. But they found the thing and they were like, okay, we found it. It's not super dangerous. Do you want us to like call the full crew out and fix it right now? Or can we come back tomorrow? And we're like, well, if it's not dangerous. And he's like, not only is it not dangerous, like we have to turn off your hot water. Like if we do it now and you guys will not have any hot water in the morning. So if you want to take a shower or anything, like you're shit out of luck. Yeah. So we we're like, just come back. Yeah. Just come back. So they came back, and now it's finally fixed, and it doesn't smell like a fucking natural gas field. Holy shit. Nicole was like, one of these days, because I park out on the street right where it is. She's like, one of these days you're going to go out there, you're going to start your car, and the whole thing is just going to fucking It's going to be like a fucking inferno. (laughs) It's going to be like a fucking mobster movie. So anyways, no more... That's what I got for Thanksgiving. I got my fucking Congratulations, you got your life back. Yeah, you don't have to fucking walk out in the morning and... Now you can walk out there like and light your cigar. fucking car bomb. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I saw that out there. I was wondering what the fuck was going on. I was going to get involved. I was going to grab a shovel and start to <laughs> see if I could do some yeah, fucking. I mean, no kidding. Jesus. It was bad. It was really bad for a while. Jesus. Um, do you, are you, are you a Walking Dead guy? You don't watch The Walking Dead, do you? I do watch The Walking you Dead. You do. Did you yes. watch the season opener? I did. <laughs> I did. What do you think? I thought it was really great. Um, I love that they like are willing to like to like take some chances and do so. All right, so let me honestly like the first couple of episodes are um, are very interesting because the so the first episode just basically you know answers the cliffhanger. Resolves the cliffhanger. Yep. Yeah. So. Um, and they put a twist on that. And I think I can get through this without any spoilers. So 
They put a twist on that, and it was cool. Which they departed from the comic book. The, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They well, did. Yet again, I mean, they've they've branched off from the comic book many many times, like a mm-hmm. long time ago. So it's not entirely unexpected, but I think it was still a pleasant surprise for people that had seen this plotline in the comic book and thought they knew what was going to happen. Right. Yeah. So, um, but then I think what's honestly more interesting was the following episode, if I'm remembering it right, like they spend the whole thing, or maybe it is that first episode. I don't remember, but like, it's very contained. Like, don't, I mean, don't, don't they spend the entire first episode basically, He's breaking Rick, right? Yes. Is that that's yep, what the first the episode? First episode yep. Okay, so it's that one. Um, and I think it's a. I, I thought it was great, man. It's a super interesting turn on the character. Yeah. Because that character has been running the show for yep. the entire time, and he does break. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because now the the whole thing is reversed. Where normally it's like Rick is the one. <clears throat> who is like quick to violence and sort of out of control. and Everyone else is trying to rein him in. Yes. And now it's like the opposite dynamic is playing out where he's like, we just need to maintain the peace and the status quo here. And we need to roll with whatever this guy's telling us. Yeah. Um, I, so a lot of people obviously had a visceral reaction to the killings that sort of resolved the cliffhanger. Really? And, uh, and what do they a lot of people like pulled the plug. I know that's, that's sort of like what, Friends of ours have said, like, well, I mean, we're talking about a show that had cannibalism and rape and murder left and right. And, all like, this is a violent world. What what do you expect? Yeah. I think a lot of people, the difference is it was a character that they were so emotionally invested in. And the eye thing, like, wigged people out. Um, yeah, yeah. And so for me, it was like. Really? People freaked out about the oh, eye? People freaked the hell out about that. Really? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Oh yeah. Wow. Um. So it was really well done. <laughs> it was really well done. So I think. So I found it hard to watch. Yeah. But I don't think, and I know I depart uh, from some people. This I don't think it's the job of art to be pleasant all the time. <laughs> oh my God, no. And I think that while I found it not hard to watch, by the end of the episode, I was glad that it went down exactly the way it did, because I think very few things can move you that emotionally. That's and right. take you on that sort of ride. And you have to have that deep valley for there to be any sort of uh, satisfying emotional payoff when things do turn around. Exactly. What do you, I mean, can we always just be like just worshiping Rick the forever? Girls. <laughs> yeah, it's like the golden. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, do, it is just is that just always what the show is going to be? No, I think people turn to television for different things, and that's true. I turn to it for. I, I want. I want it as dark make, as it comes. Oh, I Bring want it, it as dark as you can get, yeah. get. Absolutely, yeah. No, I was super excited, um, and I thought that the um, as usual with that show, like their production is so great and in their art department, the special effects are just fucking fabulous. Like that, yeah. those kill scenes are really well done. Yeah. It's been really good this season. Yeah. I, I even like the, the, so the second episode was a departure from sort of the main plot and you see what's happening. Is with about the, to Carol? The, the, uh, yeah. Carol. I was about to say Lori, the Carol character. Yeah. And she's in this other the fucking wall. Yeah. 
Um, and the uh, the whole thing with the tiger and that dude, I actually thought was I like that. Yeah, it's like a for sure. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's like there because that's you know it's a believable thing in that world yep. that that would happen, right? For sure, some dude's got a tiger and he's an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> and right. And right. he's got, you know, another 40 idiots doing his bidding. And yeah. I, I do think it's like a, that is the sort of thing that happens, though, in a moment of crisis is people just want someone else to take charge and they want to make believe. Oh, yeah. So anyways, enough nuance talk about The Walking Dead. Um, it's good, though. If, if, if anybody's like, I had to go back and watch. I just did a primer. Yeah, the first... T- couple of seasons of The Walking Dead are terrible. Oof. It's one of the rare shows where they finally, they like sort their shit out and it gets better actually as it goes along. It, yeah, there was a dip in season. Well, the first episode, the first season is just entirely skippable. The first season you don't need to watch. The only thing you need if to watch you, is the first episode. If you know episode. the premise of the show, yeah. Watch the first episode and then, and then skip the rest. to like season three. You can skip to season three. And then season four, like, there's some shit that goes down that's bullshit. Um, but this show is fucking great. Have you ever fucked with The Talking Dead? Um, I watched it a little bit. I think I really like Chris Hardwick. I think he's he's interesting. Yeah. Um, I I like more of his, like the nerdist stuff and some of the other stuff that he does. Uh huh. Um, outside of that, I think he does a really good job on that, and it's interesting. I. I don't know. I'm not looking to add a sh- like you, you know, need, like you got time of, for that an hour of TV of someone talking about the TV I just watched. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I think it's interesting and it's well done. And but I've got other shit I need to watch, especially on a Sunday night. I mean, they're like when HBO is going full steam, and you know, oh. you got to watch Westworld and Walking Dead yeah. on a Sunday night because yep. people want to yep. talk yep. to you about it on Monday at work. Mm-hmm. I got shit to do. How at you, boy? Um. Well, you, who, what do you got? What, what, you want to talk about something? You yeah. got a show? I got, I, got a, I got shit. I got all kinds of shit. I got an, I got an independent film oh. that I think you'd really like. Gimme. It's called The Invitation, and it's uh, on Netflix right now, streaming. Have you? Do you know anything about this? Yeah, I, I, it's, I think it's on my list. Yeah. So the premise of this film is it opens, and there's this uh, guy – and his girlfriend, and they're driving to a house party, a dinner party. And it you very quickly establish that, like, he's going to the dinner party of his ex-wife, who he hasn't seen in three years. And um, she is recently back and sent send out this lavish invitation for this dinner party. And... What happens, what unfolds at this dinner party, it's one of those independent films where I'm always like, oh, this is so genius, because like, it's basically locked down to one location with ten characters. Oh, it's always my favorite but shit. But this plot, uh, you know, it's the kind of, it's, um, it's really well done, really well acted, and it's really bizarre, because as, from the moment they kind of arrive in the scene, you're like, it's tense in a way that like, and it's a thriller in a way that like, not you really haven't seen before. Cause you're like, he's at this dinner party and these people come back and it seems like they've joined this sort of weird cult. Is there a supernatural factor in this movie? There isn't a supernatural factor. Okay. Cause there is another dinner party movie with a, 
Okay, so I'm confusing. But myself. anyways, it's really spooky and tripped out. And what I love about it is... Um, is new new release on Netflix? Pretty new, yeah. Okay. Um, what I love about it is it does the... There's a a sort of internal trauma that this guy's trying to deal with, which is um, he and this woman were married and their son died. And they ended up divorcing because of this... And neither of them has kind of met and dealt with it. So he's like at this party, he's back in the house where he lived with his son and his wife for the first time. So he's kind of dealing with this internal trauma, but then there's also this external shit that's happening and it's sort of all interwoven and like very deftly and it's really well done. And, And there's a point where you're like, you start to think there's all this like weird freaky shit happening. And he's like, unlike, a lot of movies where he he's not dumb to it. He's like starts to get kind of paranoid and freaked out. And they very deftly in the right in the middle, there's this turn where you're like, is he just making too much out of this stuff? Well, that's nice. And there's this moment where you're like, I'm pretty sure that I'm with him. And like, this is freaky and weird. But there's a moment where like the one of the things that was like the linchpin in the case for like this being freaky falls, and weird, apart. falls apart. In this very cool. Like, very cool way. And you're like, oh, huh. Whoa. Uh, and there's sort of this reset moment. Yeah. And then it goes on from there. So it's really well done. The invitation. So they play. Oh, that's great, man. That's that's nice. I love it. Like, I, I can't wait to see it. Because for one, like, my favorite stuff are, you know, like, as much as I love a huge you know, a fucking diehard situation. Right. Like, I'm also, like, you know, like, Vanya on 42nd Street is, like, one of my top ten favorite films. Like, wow. it's, like, yeah. Like, I, I mean, anything that's a play that's turned into a film and done right and, and this, is... This could be that, yeah. It's which like, is, like, man... It's set up the same way, yeah. You know, which is why I'm such a huge fan of him. And, right. like, um, so I love that stuff because... What it allows you to do as an independent filmmaker is um, is use your resources wisely. You, you, you know what I mean? You pay yep. your talent. You got one fucking location. Your shoot days are locked down. Like, you can just, like, make the thing. And, you, I mean, it relies on the most important fucking thing. You got to have your fucking – your script's got to be correct, right? Yep. Absolutely. You need to have a fucking writer. Story, yeah. Story's got to be right. So um, so that's killer, man. Thanks for that. Yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's going to move up to the top of the list Super now. Super good. Um, the Invitation, I, I – yeah, you know, half the time I feel like I, I want a different – have you ever have you ever seen um, video of people doing a podcast and their setups? Like, have you ever seen like – People like you know I've, what I'm saying. I've only seen it when people have like pro, more like sort of radio room kind of setups. Yeah, because I've seen. I, I was watching something the other day. It was a bummer. Like it was some. Uh, um, Beth was went to um, University of Nebraska in Lincoln. Mm-hmm. So she's yep. a Husker fan, and I'm married into a Husker family, so I'm now a Husker fan. And um, and a big Husker fan, so I was checking. I had to check in on something Husker related, and was on the phone, laying in bed early morning, fucking around with something, and saw these 
these two asshats like who have a fucking Husker podcast. Um, but there's a video of it as well that they, they post, like they shoot it. Huh? But anyway, what I'm getting at is they have like this whole setup because like they, you know, which you and I tried not to do to, we, we tried to stay off the fucking Googler while we're on the air and, yep. and have a conversation. That's the yeah. idea here is it's you and I talking. These guys are having to pull up stats and, and fucking check shit all the time. Right. So their setup is monitors and machines yep. everywhere. But I do all the time. I wish like I, I want to like have something where I can fucking take notes. I guess the answer would be a pen and a fucking yeah. piece of paper might be something. Yeah. Or you can try listening to the podcast after we, we record it. Sounds terrible. <laughs> It's ridiculous. It's a fucking ridiculous idea. Let me listen to that. Um, let me tell you. I got a few things I want. I want to hit. Yeah. So let's, let's let, let, let me let me talk um, first. Um, which we didn't mention in the last episode. Um, but I mean, we and we don't usually do fucking um obits, but um. Fucking Leonard Cohen, man. Yeah, that's tough. Oh, I mean, God. I guess he had to die at some point, but still. I mean, rough. it was like it was like Trump punching me in the left nut, and then fucking Leonard Cohen, like his you know skull falling on my fucking right nut. It was just like <laughs> it was just like the I was I was just like God. Are you fucking serious? Um, do you have some famous Leonard or famous? Uh, do you have some favorite Leonard Cohen tracks? Um, you know, to be honest, like I, I, I think he did. Um, and I know a lot of people would disagree with this. Bob Dylan being the first among them. Um, I, I believe that he did a lot of stuff that was not great. Um, at least for me, like it wasn't palatable to me. I think it's probably, it, it has a lot of worth and is a lot of worth. It, like it, it just, it wasn't that listenable for me. So um, like, and he never was to, he never meant to be a fucking musician. Like he was, yeah, he was a fucking, poet. He's a poet. He was a writer. Yeah. So, I mean, I, 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 you know, I think I'm probably with everybody where, you know, songs from a room. Yeah. Songs from a room. First of all, that, um, that is like one of the most baller stories of all time. So you know the story behind Songs from a Room, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, he got a grant from the Canadian government to write a book of poetry, and he took the grant money and went to fucking Greece. Went, and went to Greece. With a woman. Yeah. And just like fucking hung out and wrote a book of poems, but basically then turned that into, into a an record. album. Yeah. And a record as well, yeah. I just think that's so fucking cool. Yeah, I know. He's, I mean, he's just like the... Um, yeah, so it, it, let me also mention, like, well, sorry, to, to answer your question, um, I think, you know, I, I fall probably along with a lot of, of your everyday Leonard Cohen fans in early, the early pieces, like Songs from a Room, um, the Songs of Leonard Cohen, like, all of that stuff, like the early albums, um, but I, I, what I did want to talk about is, um, is his newest record, which is, you know, it's a month and a half old. Hmm. Um, I don't think I've heard it. <clears throat> it's, um, it's fucking amazing. It's almost, 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna put it on the level of like I don't think it's like Bowie. Um, it wasn't a goodbye like Bowie's record was is yep. quite as much, but it's damn fucking close, man. And it's magic. Like the record is fucking magic. And the more I listen to it, it's an earworm, and hmm. I can't stop fucking listening to it. And I, you're gonna love it. You want it darker. Yeah, is the name of the album. Huh. Um, and and I keep and I've listened. I've I listened to it over and over again. And nice. I, it's one of those ones where like I, every time I hear it, I have a different favorite track. You know, so um, really, really fucking great. Um, and and the last thing I'll say, um, kind of on um, on Cohen in his passing is um. Kind of required reading. Um, David Remnick wrote a uh, wrote a piece about Leonard Cohen um, in the New Yorker that is um, like it's one of it's one of the greatest things I've read all year. Hmm. Like it is so it's so so good because he knew Leonard Cohen and had known him for a long time, and um, and and it takes you through if you don't know much about his life. Um, it takes you through it in this very like non-biographical way. It takes you through it as like, you feel like David Remnick is amazing. You know, I mean, he's just an incredible fucking writer. Um, and this, this piece that he wrote about Leonard Cohen is, is, uh, it's incredible. So please take, take a look at that. And, um, yeah, here's, here's to the man. Here's, yeah. here's, here's, yeah. Salute. Uh, what else you got? I got to tell you, strangely, I've been hitting the Amazon original content a little hard lately. Oh yeah. Between them and Netflix, there's just so much new stuff coming out. It's insane. God, dude. Crazy. Um, there's do you feel a- like we're doing our listeners a fucking disservice? Like by <laughs> not, do we, should we be watching the shit and reporting back? This can't be a list of, I, I, I feel like. Someone should someone should watch all of that stuff and tell people what's what's worth and what's not. So I've actually been thinking I'm gonna buzz through at least the first couple episodes of all of the new Netflix and Amazon shows and say like this is good, this is not good. Um, one that I would you. would like to recommend that I think is good is uh, there's a new Amazon show uh, that's written and directed or written in sort of the showrunner for it is uh, David E. Kelly, who's obviously famous for doing the practice and Boston legal and okay. Yeah. Um, you know, those lawyer shows, this is a completely different kind of lawyer show. So, uh, it's got Billy Bob Thornton. Oh my God. I'm dying to see John this. Hurt. And, um, Oh God. Now I'm blanking on her name. Uh, Maria Bello. Yes. And a couple other people. Um, oh, God, I'm doing this woman a disservice. There's an amazing character actor who was on Deadwood and has been on a bunch of other shows. Yes. Uh, character, uh, female character actor who is awesome. And she's in it as well. She plays sort of one of the antagonist lawyers at this big law firm. So the premise is Billy Bob Thornton is this uh, used-to-be hotshot lawyer 
fallen from grace who's an alcoholic and he lives in sort of like a little bit of a transient motel in sort of Santa Monica, like kind of on the beach. And he's got like a homeless dog that is like, and he's, his office is the bar and he's like a total, just like falling apart piece of shit. But he has this reputation because he, his name is still on the door of like one of the biggest law firms not only in the state of California, but like in the nation, if not the world, uh, this massive law firm that's like a global law firm and that he helped co-found, but has now, you know, obviously left. And um, this weird sort of case comes across his door, but it's, uh, of course, the uh, it's about this sort of like um, defense contractor is involved in this thing that, they thought that at first looked like an accidental death, but then it starts to look like some sort of foul play or something's going on. And the people who represent this like giant defense contractor as of course his old firm is. Yeah. So he finds himself sort of at odds with his former partner. Who's just like really creepy fucking character played by John Hurt. Oh, um, he's got the, yeah, he's got his face is burnt. Yeah. yeah he's got yeah, burn yeah, scars. Yeah. 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 Um, there's uh, another young actress named Olivia Thurlby who's in this, who has only been in a couple. She hasn't gotten like a ton of attention. She's only been in a couple independent films, but she was in The Wackness. I don't know if you saw that back in the day. No. About the white kid who's like into re- sort of retro hip hop, and he sort of like falls for this like really cool. It's not Michael girl. Rappaport. It is not Michael <laughs> Rappaport, but not far off. All right. Actually, not too far off. Yeah. Oh my god. This is a total side tangent, but I saw the most fucking genius episode of Louie recently that had Michael Rappaport as a cop. Shut up. Seriously? Oh, my God. God, He's just, like, annoying. Like, beyond (laughs) annoying. Michael Rappaport does actually an amazing job at this part where he's just beyond annoying and beyond insufferable. And he's, like, really... uh, Anyways, that show, Louie, continues to be genius. That show's amazing. Anyways, this Goliath show... At first, I was like, "Am I gonna watch this?" And then I was like, "No, I'm watching this. Like, this is actually." Really oh, you're good. watching it, yeah. Yeah, and I burned through the whole season in I think like a little, a little over a weekend, and it's like eight episodes, nine episodes. They're like forty so short, seven season. minute episodes. Oh, pretty, so it's pretty, cut- pretty short season, but you're talking like you know nine hours probably. But it's cut for broadcast. Or at least it's cut for commercials, so it's 47, 46 minutes, yeah, whatever. ish, but, ish. you know, there's no commercials, obviously, because it's on Amazon. Right. Um, I, the, um, I've, um, yeah, man, I've seen this a few places, and, and what I read, the review I read, um, was somebody saying that, um, which is, a, I think, I think Billy Bob has, uh, he's EP, or he, he's, he's part of the creative team, um, and they, they say that it's some of the best work he's ever done. And in fact, they say it's the role that he was born to play, which is kind of a bold statement because coming from like the guy who made fucking sling blade, which is high art, yeah. you know, by the way, that woman's name who I mentioned, who's the awesome character actor, her name is Molly Parker and she's been in tons, tons of stuff. Also, Strangely, because I'm a huge fucking fan of Sling Blade. I think Sling Blade is like High amazing. Art. It's incredible. Dwight Yoakam is also in it. Is he? Yeah. Oh my god. 
Really? Yeah. So, and, and when I was like, holy shit, Dwight Yoakam, that's weird. And then I was like, oh, of course. Like wow. Billy Bob Thornton, Dwight Yoakam. Of, of course. course, yeah. So I have to take the opportunity. Um, in Dwight Yoakam's band, a good friend of mine is in that scene. My friend Ian Moore plays um, plays the guitar player. Um, in Sling Blade? In Sling Blade. In, or maybe he plays the drummer, I forget. But he's in the yeah. band. And he has like two lines. But right. he's, he's not the guy that says the, the poem. No, <laughs> that weird dude. No, he's not. But he was like, he's, he's not Big Chestnut. No, he's not Big <laughs> Chestnut. No, but he was like Ian Moore. Um, yeah, he's 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 family. I love him the pieces, and he was like the he yeah. was in the Austin scene. So My he was like in God, there. And what I wouldn't give to be like. On that fucking set, who was in that film? Yeah, God, I love that film so much. That film is. Fucking, it's unfucking believable. Yeah. Like Billy Bob, man, the guy's amazing. There's a really great article floating around somewhere in the world, like in the last couple of weeks. Um, somebody interviewed him because uh, he's on the road with his band. Um, I forget the name of his band. It's a terrible fucking name. And the band, like, and I think the band is probably terrible too. And like, yeah. he just, but he loves to play. Right. And there's a great article about him. Um just like being out and playing for people. And, um, I don't know. He just seems, he seems like a fucking genuine, the genuine article, man. I, I yeah. love Billy Bob Thornton. I think that, bad Santa too, though, man, that looks like a fucking bummer in the summer. Really? I love bad Santa, but like, I don't know, like the preview, whoever cut the preview is not doing it any favors. Huh? Whoever cut the trailer, like it's because you know that's one of Christian's favorite all time films. Like he can pretty much quote every single line. I do know that he loves Bad Santa. Yeah, Yeah. and I do too. I think the movie's fucking genius, but I'm scared for Bad Santa too. And I mean, it doesn't have what's the name of the guy who's the other main actor, the black actor who died, the comedian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Bernie, Bernie um, Mac, Bernie Mac, yeah, yeah, Bernie Mac obviously died unfortunately. So yeah, he makes a lot of that. Film. Are you kidding me? <laughs> he fucking yeah, he's fucking all over that thing. Yeah. Um, let me keep it moving. Let me move on. So um, so uh, what? Goliath. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm now now you know I'm gonna plug in. I'm gonna become a fucking Amazon viewer yeah, now that tonight. Amazon so app. yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna hitch my horse to Goliath. So um, let's let's take Westworld and put it over here for a minute and not okay. uh, talk about it for a second. Um, and we can decide if we want to talk about it because um, I ca- I got caught up and I've seen all of Westworld. Okay, and I was um, I recently had a uh, I just had a stretch. Um, I had a sick day in a hotel and ran out of caught up on Westworld and I was like, Oh fuck. I don't know. I mean, HBO go is up and running. I'm not going to, sometimes you're in the hotel. If you switch shit up, it doesn't fucking work. It's rolling. I'm like, this fucking show looks terrible. I'm going to fucking try it. Fuck it. It's a half an hour. Click on divorce. And I watched the first episode and I was like, Oh, this is, really fucking smart. This is really good. Then I watched the second one and then I watched fucking all of them. 
So it's, I'm I'm glad that you watched this because I've been meaning to watch it, and it's a show that I've been earmarked to watch with Nicole. So I I obviously watch like a mountain of fucking content. Yeah, but you there's do. Very little of it that I watch with Nicole, and there are certain things that I'm like, okay, I need to save this. We watched that uh, show I mentioned last time, Fleabag. She loves that show. Yeah, um, she and I, Nicole and I have yeah. pretty similar tastes in in yeah. in. In a lot of ways, like and and I can tell you that I think Nicole is gonna fucking love. I think Nicole is gonna love this show because awesome. she and I have baskets in common. Oh yeah, she, she baskets loves, is one of her favorite shows. And me too. Yeah. I baskets. I think is yeah. fucking. It's Louis Anderson's high fucking point, yeah. which we're about to come up in no, yeah. next month yeah. or so. Next season two is coming. It's coming right up. Um, but divorce is. So fucking good, man. It's it's really a great show. It's it's not like when I when I say this, the first thing that come that will pop to mind is Seinfeld, but it is not Seinfeld. It's better. Um, it, it is there is not a yeah. single likable person in the entire show. Everybody is a dick, right? Like, but. There, like, it's more than just like being like slightly nuanced and flawed because it's a comedy, right? Um, so like, like, there's like deplorable things about each of the people in in like every person in the thing has like sounds is like a it's shitty, so sunny. Is it? It is. It, yeah, but it's it's like it's, it's not as camp, right? Like it's it's, it's believable. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, yeah. like it's like it's believable. It's really great. You guys are gonna love it. Cool. It's it's a great show. Yeah. Um, I don't know any of the background on it, and um, and I don't I don't know that dude. Like I've always liked him, like from Sideways and whatever the fuck he's yeah. been. Thomas Hayden Church. Thank you. Yeah, and he deserves a lot more credit than I'm giving him here. Yeah. Like, I mean, because that guy's he's actually a decent actor. Yeah, he is. And, and he's got like this really very dry sort of wry delivery, but he's funny. He is funny. Yeah, and his character, like, you can tell. Like, um, you just get the feeling sometimes when you watch a show that you can tell like what was written in and what an actor brings to yeah. it and builds onto it. And you can tell that there are some things that like, I mean, he's a seasoned, you know, yeah. he's a seasoned actor as, as is she. Right. Um, I mean, she, um, she's Sarah Jessica, Sarah Parker, Jessica Parker has yeah. been, I mean, she's a tradesman. She's oh, a journeyman. Sure. I mean, that chick's been acting since That's she true. was in short pants. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, she's, sure. you know, she knows how to build out a character and and does so here too it's it's great and it's funny you know because it's like it's like people that are you know it's it's the other thing i'll be honest with you that i kind of enjoy about it is that is people that are older than me right <laughs> which i don't see much on tv yeah. like you know like kind of they're contemporaries any any show that you see that there's a thing about they're always fucking younger than me and i'm like oh, right. fuck i'm like Youth is wasted on the young. Look at him yeah. running around, fucking it up. So I want to talk about uh, one more film real, real quick, and then we'll go into two minute hot takes here. Okay. But uh, this wasn't actually even on my list, but I just remembered, and I think it's so fucking awesome that I've actually seen it twice in pretty short succession because I watched it on a plane and then I rewatched it with Nicole because um, I just knew she was going to absolutely love it, and she did love it. Uh, Captain Fantastic. Oh God, seen? I'm. 
dying to see this. Mark H is like beating me over oh the head God. to watch this. So it's the same director that did Little Miss Sunshine. Right. And it's the story about um, uh, v- uh, Vigo Mortensen. Yeah. Uh, is a dad. He has a bunch of kids, whole fucking pack of kids, and they're living off the grid, off right? the grid in the middle of nowhere in Oregon. And uh, the mom is, you're like, it opens up and you're so, sort of like getting the pulse here and the mom is away and she's dealing with some sort of, you can tell like mental health issues. Um, and then uh, what happens is the mom, and this happens in the first few minutes of the film, so I'm not really giving anything, but the mom ends up killing herself. And so they have to go back. It's in into, the trailer. Yeah. I think. They have to go back into like normal society world and deal with it and deal with her family who are these like rich, ultra rich living in like a massive McMansion on a golf course. It's like the whole antithesis of what they've been raising these kids. I mean, these kids haven't never seen a shopping mall, you know, like they've just grown up in the middle of the woods. They're hunting and growing their own food and doing all this stuff. And uh, it's fascinating because ultimately it's about, uh, it very definitely handles the um, – There's the, it portrays two extremes, and it's about finding a balance somewhere in between. Mm. Um, and their their life is as out of balance as the people who they're sort of like critiquing and like trying to get away from. So anyways, <laughs> it is a brilliantly written, super funny – uh, moving and exactly if you love Little Miss Sunshine you'll absolutely love this film like it's different enough but it's also like the same it's like funny and weird in the same ways and but you're crying totally quirky oh yeah it's like yeah it's brutal especially like as a parent you know you're right. like hmm I need to <laughs> like re-examine how I interact with my kids and God. the sort of like how I'm thinking about their education and all sorts of stuff like that. So it's, it's really good. If you can make a film that sends somebody out of the theater, rethinking the way that they're behaving as a parent, then fucking done. Like you, you did it. Like that's for me, the bar. That's amazing. Yeah, for sure. God. Yeah. Like I said, Mark H has been beating me over the head. It's really, really good. I would I would recommend it to just Captain have, Fantastic. Captain Fantastic. Yeah, and yeah, fuck man. I wish I had a piece of paper and a pencil or cause there's I mean, this podcast is like 42 minutes long. <laughs> Let's do this thing. All right. Um Let's uh let's You want to go to hot takes? Let's do hot takes real quick. So we're not going to talk about Westworld, man. Or fuck it. Well, let's leave it. Let's, let's leave it. Let's do it in the Let's hold it. in the final We'll do it in the problems with closure. All right. Because we talked about it before, so. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. All right. Um, once you want me to start, you want to start. Um, yeah, I'll start this time. All's fair. You want me to, what, you're going to send it to me? You want me to send one to you? What do you mean when you, you're going to start? No, you, you, you give me yours first. Okay. Mr. Frost. Yes. In two minutes or less. Defend or not sketch comedy, as in Saturday Night Live and The Ilk. Um, I think Saturday Night Live needs to just go off the air. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
I think it's just like not fucking funny anymore. Um, I think that the the only reason it's still going on is because of short clips on the internet and some of the younger people that have been doing things that are like millennial and sort of internet ready. You know, it was uh, first it was like dick in a box and all that, you know, lazy Sunday and all that shit. And I feel like they've never fully adjusted to like, they're still trying to, they won't modern fully modernize the show in a way that um, it needs to evolve. It needs to fully evolve if they're going to keep it around. And it doesn't seem like as long as Lorne Michaels is at the helm that they're willing to do that. And so they just need to pull the fucking plug at this point. You're halfway in. Let me let me direct you any other types of sketch comedy that you enjoy or do not enjoy. I mean, I grew up watching Kids in the Hall fucking blew my mind when it came out. I loved Kids in the Hall. I thought Kids in the Hall was amazing. I was in high school when that came out. It was like when I was like, wait a minute. These are like men. Some of these men are dressed up as women <laughs> and they're like making out with these other men. It was just like, whoa, what the hell is even going on here? And... Um, you know, it's not like, it's not like sketch comedy as a format can't work, but I feel like the sort of bastions of sketch comedy, especially Saturday Night Live needs to just like either hang it up or completely reinvent from the ground up. Well done in pretty much right on time. Yeah. Um, I have... Saturday Night Live basically ruined fucking sketch comedy for me. Like, I refuse to fucking watch it until somebody, because what you've always got somebody fucking, like, react, like, reacting a fucking spot for you or trying to explain a fucking sketch. Yeah. And you're like, are you, are you serious, dude? Like, right. And plus, Saturday Night Live, like, how bad are you? Like, how bad, so, dude? I will 20 say. 20 minutes long? Or I don't know with... if this qualifies as sketch comedy. I think it does. But Portlandia. Like, when Portlandia is funny, it's really funny. Yes. It's not always funny. No, it's not. But it's but it's really, like, but it's it, it's always entertaining to. Yeah. Like, it's always pretty good. It, that, that qualifies. Because the, yeah. the one that I was going to mention that I think has, like, for me, given me another, like, made me at least re-examine a little bit sketch comedy or at least allow it a chance because uh, I've been for years across the board. No, I don't fucking watch sketch comedy. I'm fucking yeah. watching it. But Keem Peele, uh, his, yeah. I think yeah, that I mean, show's Dave funny. Chappelle. Oh, Jesus back in Christ. The day, yeah. You know, if you want to talk about, yeah, funny is 100% genius. Yeah. And Mr. Show, I guess maybe Mr. Show is sketch comedy. I don't know. Yeah, I guess so. Anyways, um, I just want to not to fucking try to nail gun more nails into the coffin of Saturday Night Live, but uh, so Lena Dunham tweeted this thing that said Kate McKinnon doing Hallelujah as the open of Saturday Night Live as Hillary Clinton is like the best thing ever, like in the history of the world, which you know was just like hyperbole. I thought it was. Two thumbs down, hot garbage. Yeah. God, I have you cannot I'm... do that song if you can't sing on key, and she cannot fucking sing on key. I, I mean, like, uh, everything, everything in that sentence that you just said makes me fucking sick to my stomach. Lena Dunham fucking tweeting, fucking opening of Saturday Night Live. 
Can we move on to my fucking hot take, please? Yes. Before I All right. throw up in my mouth. Two minutes. I want to know what Santos thinks <clears throat> of Justin Bieber. Oh, dude. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you serious? This is what you're going to do? All right. Here's the thing. Like, I cannot tell you. I can't tell you anything that he sings. Like, I don't know a song. I'm sure, of course, I've heard one that's been played around me. But I don't know. Like, I don't know a song. Um, the What I know, my exposure is of, you know, I'm kind of the old man. I think probably looking at, for me, like, I think like being like the kind of old punk rock dude, like that's the dude that I'm going to roll. I'm going to roll him and fucking break him and take all of his fucking money. So my, like just die, like completely the opposite. He's the enemy is just where he's set in my fucking head. And my favorite story is I heard a story one time about him, like waltzing into a Starbucks with like no shirt on. And somewhere in, in West Hollywood, and there was, like, there was, like, an NBA, like, player in the Starbucks as well. And he rolled in there and was, like, a total dick to whoever it was at Starbucks. He had, like, no shirt on and was just, like, being, like, a total total cunt and like and dude like i mean somebody will fact check me on this but like it wasn't like you're out of line son you need to get out of here it was like little justin bieber and then nba fist of 15 pounds just fucking like blasted him in the fucking face and fucking just knocked him on his ass and fucking he ran out crying and i was like oh my god fucking thank you so I don't know why, like, to be honest, like, I should talk to my shrink about why I have so much fucking, like, guttural fucking hatred for this person that I don't even know. But <laughs> everything that he, I see and everything that he stands for just makes me sick to my stomach, and I wouldn't piss on him if he was on fire. <laughs> That's a, a pretty definitive opinion. <laughs> There's not a, not a lot, lot of room left in, in there for... Um. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I actually think his new album is pretty good. <laughs> oh my but, god! You know, I I'm not like I, I've never listened to it, so I I'm can't. Not, I'm not going out of my way to like stick it on all the time or anything. But the my the girls love it. I, I've never listened to it. Like I said, like I like there's something you know. It's hard for me. Like you've always because I'm an, I'm also the same guy who's gonna say like always argue for the you know, separating the art from the artist. Right. You know what I mean? Because how can you, how can I like, you know, so many other things that I like, you know what I mean? Like there's like oi stuff that I listen to that, like, how can I possibly defend that? Right. You know? So like there's, I've never listened to it musically, so I can't speak to that, but like, there's something there that makes me, just want to punch and like take money out of his pocket. It's like a Macaulay Culkin kind of fucking thing reaction. Yeah. Yep. 
I think you have a thing against ch- like I think you think you should have been famous as a child. <laughs> you, have a, you have a grudge against childhood stars. I'm certain. I'm starting to feel here. All right, let's talk about Westworld real quick, and then we'll okay be out. Um, do you? I have. I like. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Um, I have, and I don't want to take up too much time. We could go, we could dive super deep. I kind of want to, like, I have one scene I want to kind of, like, I had kind of earmarks to talk about. Um, what is the scene? So let, let me, let me tell you about it. Um, and this, are we all right with a spoiler? Um, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. This isn't that much of a spoiler, to be honest with you, because I, I think if you know the premise of the show, the premise of the show is that there are, you know, this is a, a, a world that's been created, this vacation land that's been created with droids that are sentient. That don't know that they're robots. That, that do yeah. not know that they're robots. Shocker, one of them dis- discovers that she's a robot. Yeah. So there's a glitch in the code. And she happens to be one of the ones that's, you know, very intelligent. And she, um, she finds out like this, for me, this was the turning point for the entire series to to date is this scene. So let me guess, are you going to talk about the scene where she makes the guy walk her through the facility? Yeah. That's the best scene of the show so far. Without a doubt. So, for me, like it happened, seeing the whole thing through her eyes and through her perspective, it was a genius move. It was unbelievable. It's in it. In when that happened, I was like, if they can, if if they got there, then they're going to be like. Hopefully, they're like they're looking at this as the high point of what the show has done, and they're able to do this again yeah. and to be able to like to tap into this type of angle on, on the storytelling because, but for me, what hit home so hard about that scene was the timeliness of it because she was realizing she was looking, this happened right after, like I watched this right after the election and I was just a raw nerve. Like so many people were, and she was walking through this world that, that was completely like create, like, out of her depth, she had. It's been. She's a pawn. She's been created to serve the whims to, of others. To yeah. right and and she's completely powerless to do anything. But at the same time, all she's doing is trying to think about how she fits into this thing and how she can try and like make her way in the world as in the real world even knowing all the shortcomings that she has. So the whole thing for me was like, it was a very emotional scene. I was like, aside from it being like a great piece of like, yep. of like visual storytelling, it was just hit me very emotionally. And, and I think that that was like the turning point for me. Cause up to that point, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's not, it's not killed it. No, it's not killing it. They're losing me. I have to say, yeah, it's been a little pedantic and like overly convoluted. Right. With without much creating much interest in like the things that they're doing. <coughs> Bless me. you. Things that they're doing to try to create intrigue and try to create this sort of drama and um, you know, feeling I don't know. I'm just like 
I, I, it's not, it hasn't like gone all the way to losing me yet, but it's like something better start happening here pretty quick. Otherwise we're going to get into like John from California territory for sure. Yeah. Like the man in black hasn't done anything yet yeah. to, to like pull me in, you know? Um, and I mean, and he had, he was set up with a bad motherfucker. Ed Harris is yeah, bad. Motherfucker, for sure. You know? Um, and that character has so much potential, but they've yet to like really hook me with him. Yeah, you know, but it's this it's this brothel, um, keeper in yeah. uh, Thandie that, Newton. Y- yeah, in that scene, like where she is like realizing there's something very relatable about that, and that like it cuts to the core of what is interesting about the whole premise of this this entire show. Like it's very, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's what it needs to be doing more of. Yeah, for sure, and hopefully. They could have tightened the whole thing up. Yo. There's a lot of kind of dead space and stuff that, like, I think, I don't know if we talked about this, but, like, they keep on having these gun battles, but they've established already that there's nothing really at stake. Because for the androids, like, they just get repaired and come back. And for the humans, they can't actually be hurt. So, like, stop having these big gun battles where there's literally nothing at stake for any of the characters. Right? I just don't understand. I don't either. And there's also been a few, like, I, I mean, I haven't, I don't care enough to go back and watch them, but there's been a few, like, like tension points built around, like, oh my God, is he okay? Is that guest okay? Is there something that can happen right. to him? And it's, well, there's also, like, they've been, like, with the thing with the fly and other stuff, it's like, oh, well, actually, they can cause harm. But that was, like, five episodes ago, and I'm like, okay. Like, oh like, my god! You introduced the smoking gun in Act One, and we're now in like Act Seven. Fucking hey! Like, what about Act Three? What are they doing? They have so much money. They have so what? Are, yeah, too much money. They have too much money. Yeah. God, it's like yeah, man. This thing is going to get into <laughs> yeah. Lost. It's not fucking. I I want it to be great TV. It is not great TV. Nope. Yet. It is not. It's far from it. But it looks so good. You gotta, yeah, you gotta it watch it. It has potential. It does have potential. And I want it to be great, but it's. I do too, but it's not. It's, yeah. It's great, mediocre. Great is the next town over. They need, they need to get on the fucking train pretty quick. <laughs> they do. Indeed. <laughs> Indeed. All right, everyone. Thanks again for listening. Thanks as always to Kaya Fisher. And uh, thanks to you, Jason, for being my partner on this podcast for 40 episodes. Oh, likewise, man. It's been man. super fun. This has been a ton of fun. Yeah, 40. It's yeah. a good one. Yeah, thank you. And uh, please, once again, take a moment, just a minute, to uh, give us a rating on iTunes or a review, and uh, everyone will get free T-shirts and profit. Yes. All right, everybody. Catch you next time. See ya. Thank you.